on a bit of a documentary kick. Which is a weird thing. Like, I feel like it's a weird time to be super into documentary, considering how long my Oscar list is. I didn't say but, it, you did. You know. <laughs> I'll start. Um, I watched this random documentary from last year on uh, Netflix called The Pez Outlaw. Yes, you texted me I think me about I texted this. you about it, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's about this guy who in... Oh, let's see. The details are already going to be escaping me. But I believe <laughs> in the 90s... Um, was smuggling Pez in from Eastern Europe to sell to collectors. As one does? As one does. He he was like a toy collector, and then, like, Pez came out, and he... It may have been the 80s. Pez came out, and he was like, I'm going to go to the Pez factory. And he, mm. like, just blindly got on a plane and flew to... Um, I want to say the Czech Republic. I don't know. Don't quote me on the details here, because... That, would, that sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Um to find and like tried to find the factory found the factory and they're like have all these samples and he brought them back and like there was like a customs loophole so he got them all in and he sold them and he made like millions of dollars oh my god um lucrative <laughs> really interesting really fun yeah uh, the filmmakers like had a really strong and like humorous voice in it okay um, like so a lot of it is recreations of like him going to the factory from uh you know in the 90s or 80s or whatever and the yep. guy the main guy is actually playing him in the recreations they've just put like he's this old guy with his big white beard and they've just dyed his beard black and given him like a wig and like That's sunglasses awesome. and he's just playing his younger self and there's so many little things that are like it's kind of ton tongue in cheek in that like it's a documentary about Pez. Right. Called the Pez Outlaw. Right. Um, and it's like super aware <laughs> of what it is and it has a lot, a lot of fun with it. And it was like a lot, a lot of fun. It's a pretty simple documentary. It's, you know, it's only 90 minutes long and it's, you know, um, mildly heartbreaking, <laughs> but like also like a lot of fun. And like, I, I don't like it was one of those things I just kind of was scrolling and I saw it and I was like, I like Pez. Yeah, was sitting next to me. She goes, "I like Pez." And <laughs> Let's there you fire go. it up. Never heard of it before. Is this? Um, did you say this was new? Like, brand? Like yeah. Well, it's from last year. I think. Oh, it, okay. I think okay. it just came out on Netflix. Gotcha. Because oh. I was on Netflix earlier today, and I saw it was in the top ten. Yes. Like recent movies, right? Um, which you know, yes. I would be surprised if a documentary from like. Eight yeah. months ago, suddenly found itself in the top ten. But right, stranger right. things have happened. It's true. So damn. Okay. Well, I did add this to my watch list because you told me. I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> the Pez Outlaw sounds good to me. It's a a good strong start for a uh, a tuned in episode. I think that's good. That's really good. And I also do love Pez. Um, was he selling the full kit, like the packages, like the Pez? Was it the collectibles of the actual Pez dispensers or the Pez yeah. candy? Well, so no, of the dispensers. Okay, I got you. Yeah, he would go and he would get samples that like weren't released in the U.S. Because to get into it, there's like Pez <laughs> International and then there's sure. Pez U.S. Of course, and Pez U.S. was run by this guy who like didn't want to release a lot of stuff in the U.S. Yeah. Um, so there were like things that U.S. collectors couldn't get because this oh is like God. the 80s early 90s where it's like you know it's not yeah. like you're buying this stuff on ebay right so he's going around to toy shows with like, like stuff that's edition. exclusive yeah from europe and people are like losing their mind you know that's 
That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Oh my god. Okay. Well, I'm, and there's I'm intrigue and bribery and all this kind of weird stuff. Of course, the underbelly of the Pez yeah. uh, secondhand market. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, oh. um, shout out. Um, what were their names? Uh, Amy Amy Bandlin Stolker Storkler. Okay. Uh, Brian Storkler Storkel. S T O R K E L. I'm so bad with names. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> shout out. We'll be watching Just the Pez. Album. Watch the trailer alone. It will make you like be like. I have to watch. I this. have to watch this. Okay, that's a that's a um that's a really great review. So I'm gonna have to check that out for sure. Um, I also have to start making a letterbox list of movies that I see in theaters twice before you mm. see once. Because <laughs> <laughs> I went back and I saw Avatar again. Um, yes. But only because we didn't get to see an IMAX the first time, and mm-hmm. I was like, I, you know, I, I should go see this in IMAX. And I will say, I'm not going to talk about this movie very long, but it's, it is a much better experience watching it in IMAX. Mm-hmm. Um, it's ju- it was, it's made to be seen like that, and I enjoyed it the first time, but this time, I was caught off guard when I put the glasses on. I was like, oh my word, oh. this is mm-hmm. something really really special and it was like that laser 3d or whatever they call yeah, it yeah yeah um it just looks it looks great you haven't seen it yet have you? i haven't no we were going to go last thursday but that didn't pan out because it started snowing yeah. and defeated right momentum <laughs> exactly so if you do definitely try and find an imax theater it's just astounding to look at um but what I really want to talk about here is a movie that dropped last year that we talked a little bit about, but it really didn't get any momentum at all. And that's mm-hmm. a movie called Devotion, which mm-hmm. is the uh, J.D. Dillard, um, Jonathan Majors, Glenn Powell yeah. film that is about uh, two naval pilots uh, during the Korean War, so like in the 50s. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't, I think this was getting some pretty like mixed more skewing negative reviews and i think that a lot of that had to do with the fact that it came so soon after top gun and it has glenn powell and and it's also about you know navy pilots which is essentially you know and so you can't it's hard to not make those comparisons but this movie like i don't know i i found a lot to love about it because basically uh it follows glenn powell which i have a little bit of an issue with because the story is about jonathan majors's character uh glenn powell gets transferred to this new squadron of pilots and is paired up with jonathan majors Mm -hmm. and the movie is really about glenn powell learning about the hardships of black people in america in the 50s and what i found strange was the moments between the two where they're alone and just really having heart to hearts about those moments were really compelling. And then everything else just didn't feel like it was part of the same movie. It felt like an action adventure movie. Like there are moments where I'm like, this mm. is a lot like Top Gun Maverick. Like there's a lot of things in here that felt like that, um, even all the way up to the ending. And there's, I don't know. It's a really, it's a strange kind of movie because. Is it, is it disjointed? Like, do you feel like you're like, is it jarring when it goes back and forth? A little bit because I want to stay with that other movie. I want to stick sure. with the Jonathan Majors film because really he's the he's the he's the reason the movie is made. But at the same time, you're following Glenn Powell. The whole t- it's just a really strange thing to to kind of mess with. But yeah. um, it looks amazing. The acting is phenomenal. The direction is pretty good, although I would say the pacing is kind of strange, especially towards the latter third. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it's worth checking out. I think. I mean, anything with Jonathan Majors in in it is worth yeah. watching, honestly. Yeah. Um, and I will say that J.D. Dillard. I've seen another one of his movies that was called Slight, which is kind of about this kid who's trying to be a musician it's like a sci-fi horror type of thing almost akin mm-hmm. to something like chronicle that i thought was it was okay but i liked where his mind was going and this is the same thing i'm like this guy has something to offer sure. i just need him to get i, I don't know get what there. needs to happen yeah there's something <laughs> needs to happen here so right. um but this is streaming right now i believe on peacock i think that's where i watched it so you know, I don't know. Check it out. It's it's there. It's not yeah. like terribly long, and it looks beautiful. I was texting you. I was like, I should have seen this in a theater because yeah. the flying sequences are just unbelievable. I don't know what happened over the past two years, but everyone can do amazing flying sequences yeah. now. <laughs> Somebody cracked the code. It's just insane. So, um, so yeah, Devotion. It's a pretty cool. down the middle type of movie. Um, all right. Yeah. Um. I don't have a good segue, but one of the other documentaries <laughs> I, I watched here, I guess things that had to do with flying. Sure. Um, not really though. I watched uh Goodnight Oppie. Oh yeah. The droids which is about the a robot. Document- <laughs> the droids, yeah. <laughs> the droids. Uh, the documentary about um the uh spirit and opportunity rovers on Mars. Yes. Um and it's it's it I mean, I really, really liked it. It's very like how do I phrase this? It's very, I read one review that's like, this is STEM propaganda. Okay. Like, it, <laughs> and like, it very much is, it's all sure. about how inspiring this whole like project was and like how inspiring space travel was. And like, yeah, it, but like it, I don't know saying uh, STEM propaganda makes it sound like a negative, but I don't think it is at all. I, don't I think, think it's actually is. like really inspiring. And it's like, so the opportunity ran for like 14 years mm-hmm. uh, when it was supposed to be a 90 day mission. Right. Um, so there's like people that like started and then like a whole second generation that took it over. It's And it's like really interesting stuff. Um, and yeah. there is a ton of like CG footage of mm. like spirit and opportunity driving around on on Mars. Oh, that like to a degree that like you're almost like. Oh, right. Wait, this is an actual footage of these robots. This is oh, wow. CG because it's like, I mean, it's a, it's a huge part of it of yeah, like, you know, oh, yeah. Spirit like hit a rock and broke its front wheel mm-hmm. or opportunity got stuck in the sand. And it's like it cuts to the, the robots stuck in the sand. And I'm like, that right, really like, drives it home. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but it, like it really, really makes you feel attached to these two robots and it's like not gonna yeah. lie a little bit devastating at the end oh my when, God. It's like when it when it goes offline yeah oh wow um, but like worth a shot you know like worth a worth a watch yeah i don't know what possessed me to put, press play on that um it has my, a little bit of buzz a little it. bit yeah there's there's people are talking about it um if for no other reason than like you know it is a lot of like they were recording a lot of it so all of this mars stuff is cg but they have a ton of footage from, you know, like the eighties of right mission control and like how they're like, you know, testing them and setting right. them up. And like, you know, there's guys with video cameras out in the fields the night before like right. when it takes, when it gets launched. Yeah. So it's like, it's engaging for sure. Absolutely. Um, is this, um, that's an Amazon. This is Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Interest. Interest in Amazon original. 
I believe so, yeah. Interesting. Okay. And no no mention of this around the Oscars, which I'm interested in. There wouldn't. I don't no? I don't think there would be. It's good. I it's not like top tier gotcha. documentary. Um, okay. Which like segues nicely because the other thing yeah. uh that I watched and we talked about this on Thursday is um Fire of Love. Oh. Which I believe you've seen, right? Yes. Oh man. Um which nominated for the Oscar for, yes. for best documentary. Really, really fascinating. Like talk about it's I had like space and earth, like yeah. <laughs> in like a twenty four hour period. Yeah. Um, but wild the amount of footage that that had. Absolutely unbelievable. And it looks better than anything anyone could have shot. Yeah. Like prof- like they're they're Incredible. filmmakers. Like that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and there's the whole thing. He's like, I don't consider him a film. I'm like, yeah, you do, my dude. Like your 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 com- composition is out incredible. Of this yeah. <laughs> um really surprised to find that on Disney Plus. Right? Um, like where did that come? Nat Geo, right? Nat it must Geo. Have been. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I suppose that makes sense. Um the but only holy. thing I'll say is uh I found the VO wildly distracting. It took me a minute to kind of get used yeah. to it. And then I was like, okay, it, it kind of fits with the style, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, and it's weird because it's Miranda July. Yeah. Who like wrote Kajillionaire yeah. that we've talked about is like, you know, like a filmmaker in her own. And I guess it's like, I don't know if she was a producer on it or what. I don't think she was. It just yeah. seems like <laughs> such a strange like voice. I don't know. I wanted more oomph i guess to it mm, i got um, you yeah i don't know it just like every time she came on i was like oh god this fe-, like it feels like it's like so like sad and like mm. you know like it, her whole or like like her her very like oh it was like a kind of i can't do an impression but like it's like a very <laughs> no, kind know, of yeah. like there's not a lot of force behind her voice right right um and it's very it's like a very quiet kind of narration which is like Fine, but it for me, I'm like we're that when we're looking at a shot of a person standing next to an active volcano, volcano. there was like a disconnect. But like, I'm like I'm saying all of this and talking way more about it than like it merits because like it was a little distracting, but it did take away from like what is otherwise an amazing documentary. Right, (laughs) right. (laughs) I I do agree with you, although I liked the juxtaposition kind of because. It's like this stuff. I can't imagine how loud it would be standing next to a volcano. Sure. And then there's, it's just this really quiet, kind of, yeah, just low yeah. energy kind of voiceover. I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting, but the uh, the one other thing I want to touch on with that that I yeah. was really thinking about it is, um, the sound design in that was incredible. Because I was watching along and like halfway through, I was like, wait, there's not sound yeah, no. with any of this. They're not recording sound. I mean, maybe sound. some of it, some of it, but like. I, I yeah. <laughs> I, like, I was like, oh, this is like, we're getting a full design of like a lava river. Like. Yes. Running through a, like the side of a mountain. Like incredible sound design. Like. Unreal. Part of me, back of my head, I was almost like there might be a, like a sound design Oscar nom in there. Yeah, it's like it's it's it, wild. It, it could it honestly could have because you're right. It, it looked and sounded just exactly unbelievable. Like it yeah, yeah. It, it just it was it was perfect. Um, 
such I'm glad you watched it. Such a great and the only reason I watched it is because a couple people on Letterboxd had rated it high and I'm like, oh well, yeah. you're rating it that high. I gotta check this out. Yeah. And oh man. Um so wow. yeah, definitely watch that, guys, because holy crap, it's really good. And guess what? It's up for uh, uh best documentary. So um so we'll see. <sighs> we'll see. We'll definitely see. Um where do I go from here? I don't even yeah. know. I don't even know. You know what? I'm going to stick in the wilderness and um, talk about a movie that I don't know where this came from. It's called Significant Other. It is a mm-hmm. Paramount Plus original, which is like, okay, interesting. Who knows? Um, it stars Micah Monroe. So if anyone knows her work, you kind of already have a sense of what this movie is going to be she was in it mm-hmm. follows and the guest and the watcher um and jake lacy and they play a couple who we are dropped basically in the middle of their camping trip and it's a you know they're going on a hike and they're backpacking through the woods and uh it's a really interesting psychological thriller for the first 45 minutes where you're just getting a sense of who these two people are you understand that oh they're a couple some things transpire. And what I liked about the first 45 minutes of this movie was the fact that we're learning not through exposition dumps, but through little conversations they're having. And it's not forced. It's like these little things where you're just gaining a little knowledge here and there, um, leading up to him proposing to her. And then you get the full understanding of kind of who these two people are right around the halfway point, maybe a little further. This movie shifts from psychological thriller to I don't know, like a almost <laughs> absurdist comedy sci-fi oh. thing, to the point where I was like, if honestly, if it wasn't Micah Monroe, because she has such a distinct way of acting in these films where it's mm-hmm. just strung out, you know, and just exasperated and tired, and it just didn't fit with the rest of the the, the literally the movie takes a hard sharp right turn, yeah. And there's no going back after that. I was like, <laughs> is this, am I, like, what What am I supposed to make of this? And that just, for me, completely killed everything about ah. this movie. And it goes from pretty, like, steady to just complete absurdity sci-fi, like, what the hell is going on, to the point where I'm like, okay, this could have been cool, but this yeah. is not directed by the right person here. And I don't I don't even know, how, I can't even talk about it anymore without spoiling it, but it it's just aliens are involved and it's just like what on earth is going on here so um i don't know what else to say it's just crazy because at the the, in the beginning you're like this could be a really interesting even if there's something supernatural going on i'm cool because you're 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 building trust with these people you're kind of trying to figure out who's who and why you shouldn't be trusting and then jesus it just flies (laughs) off the rails pretty quick so I don't know. Significant other, I would probably say pass on it, but other people are liking it, so I can't just say that outright. So, um, I do want to talk about one other thing. Have you yeah, heard hey. of the movie Fantastic Planet? No. It is a French experimental film from the 70s that I have been recommended okay, by numerous people. Okay. <laughs> so... This is a movie that is currently on YouTube if you want to watch it for free. Yeah. Uh, if not, you and you have HBO Max, like you can also watch it there. It is a movie that is about a planet 
where these large blue extraterrestrial creatures are residing. And um, we, we kind of get a sense of their world. And then we understand that they see humans as basically animals. And you're, oh, okay, you're, you're kind of meeting all of these different characters and then you realize that they're keeping humans as pets and you also mm. realize that these beings are massive because the humans they can hold within their palm of their hand. And this movie <laughs> is so weird, <laughs> but so incredible. It is, there's something about the way that it, it almost feels like, like a children's book, the way that it's animated and mm. the way that it's told. The voiceover, I didn't watch, like, the only way I could watch it was through voiceover. There was no, like, closed captioning or whatever, so, ah. but the voiceover was very... Is it the whole thing animated? The whole thing's animated. Ex- it, it, extremely experimental. Like, if you don't have a threshold for exper- experimental cinema, like, don't watch sure. this movie. It's very strange. Um, but it is an allegory for, um, like animal abuse and racism and like by the time you get wow. to the end you're like oh my god what did i just watch and um it's just a really disturbingly beautiful film that i can't believe this many people have such an affection for cuz it's wow. so it's so strange i mean it really is really odd so um i i yeah another another one where i'm like i can't really spoil this one cuz it's just that odd yeah, but uh, I don't know, man. I think you should check this out. It's literally an hour and like ten minutes, so like it's yeah. it's, it's even under your like you know, ninety <laughs> it's minute. Well below my <laughs> threshold, yeah. Um, but man, this is crazy. This is a really really fantastic movie, Fantastic Planet. Um, so if that appeals to you, check all right. It. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. It, let me put that on my letterbox here. Yeah, watch it after you get through sure. the Oscar noms. <laughs> you know, obviously, but uh. But yeah, very, very interesting. Renee Laloux, shout out. You made one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. And shout out Kat for recommending this to me like four different times. <laughs> nice. All right, on the watch list. Ooh, it's in the Criterion Collection. Yes, yes. All right, that's like vote of confidence there. Yes, holds a 4.0 on Letterboxd, so. Yeah. Pretty, <laughs> pretty interesting. 138,000 people have watched it, so. 